Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Taking a break from thinking about what songs to put behind that video of an orangutan driving a golf cart. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, big sexy in glasses, Mr. Andy Mahler. How are we today? Are we feeling blue? I am. I'm a little blue, aren't I? I think these frames may even be blue. Oh, they're blue on the side. Look at that. <laughs> I can't see shit. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a whole thing. It's uh, I forgot to put my contacts in. I have no idea why. And then I just said, the hell with it. I'm not turning this truck around. So it's glasses day for me. And uh, yeah, we're ready to get ready to go. Hockey was fun last night. We have a series. We've discovered that um, hopefully it doesn't go seven or we have some complications with a Bieber concert. Interesting to see if they just bump the Beeb or if they would uh, make the hockey teams play on Long Island. There's other arenas in the city. You could literally, you know, use the Islanders arena, I guess. It's an interesting thing. That's one of the more fascinating things people, I don't think, consider. And, again, it was mentioned in winning time when they were trying to figure out. They are like, well, you know, what happens if they can't find a venue? They they have to move. What do you They? No, the Lakers have to move. I mean, yeah, it's, the, there the, is there is an order of ownership for some of these arenas. And in the NBA for years, that's why teams took road trips at certain times. There was a, quote, rodeo road trip. All the Texas teams would basically have to leave Texas to go play basketball elsewhere because the rodeo owned a certain arena for a period of time. It's, it's wild how all that stuff works. If they let Bieber sing the anthem and do the puck drop and do the let's play hockey thing, Maybe he'd just be like, fuck it. He's like Patrick points out, he's Canadian. He likes hockey for sure. So I don't know. It'd be interesting, but uh, I'm glad the Lightning have made a series of it. And we have one hockey series to get us through now. And uh, two teams remain in basketball. And it is it the is. We're getting down to the, the dog days, Andy. And the Warriors. Yeah, we're running out of stuff. I'm really, really thinking I'm going to have to kick it up a notch for our women's heroes because we're going to run out of sports here in a bit and boy howdy baseball's hard so i uh, had dan do some digging this morning at all the legal shops for your prices looks like if you really wanted to you could get either team right now for minus 105 um, maybe you shop around you can find a little better price if you hunted some locals offshores maybe an even money i'm not saying that with actual empirical evidence I'm just assuming somebody has a stupid number out there because they have too much exposure on one side. But, uh, yeah, it looks like minus 105 is kind of your best price. Warriors uh, at DraftKings and the Celtics at either MGM or Caesars, minus 105. I'm sitting on a little Warriors. So I, I feel bad not mentioning WinBet. WinBet has Warriors minus 105 as well, but... I'm on a little Boston. I did buy it after we talked on Monday. I forgot I had time. It was like six days between games again, and uh, here we go. Are you uh, are you sitting any futures? Have you added anything? Are you any, um, you against, any goofy ones? Nothing crazy. I, I'm sitting on Boston pre-series and then Boston minus one and a half games pre-series. I did do – I had so much fun with the Ego parlays. I put some Boston to win the series minus 110 with Dusty Johnson to win the uh, LIB tournament there. I think it was it got me like up to eight or nine to one. So I, I've been doing little goofy things like that. But I, I've got quite a bit of Celtics in my back pocket already from 
before the series. It was a little bit of a bigger bet to me. I had it basically a pick I could even make a case for Celtics being favored beforehand. And again, if you don't have any Celtics, go out there and find some minus 105s, some minus 110s. I just, I don't understand why the team, with, the better team with home court advantage isn't a larger favorite at this point. So, I, I mean, we'll see. The Golden State had a great game too. We'll see if they get a friendly whistle again in Boston here these next two nights and if, if Steph can keep making shots. But I just think that game one is a little more like what we're going to see going forward and game two may be a bit of an aberration. But we'll see. That's, if you don't have some Celtics, get some. What is home court worth to you in your in your numbers? And not, not just in general, in this series at this point. Because I saw, what, a four and a half at close for – for the final game of the the two they played out in the Bay Area, and now we have a three and a half the other way. Are we really, really going to move eight move. points? Yeah, I'm. That's confusing me. I'm looking at the lines now. Um, so yeah, three and a half Boston and two twelve. Kind of wondering. That's a that's a big ass swing. Not that I'm saying I don't want to lay it, but uh, I went back and, and looked. In the finals in the postseason, home court advantage is a little bit more important. And I think it's a combination of it being really important in the finals, plus these two teams having really good home court advantage. I mean, Golden State is much, much better at home. Boston is much, much better at home, despite what we've seen this postseason with their success on the road. But it is – I agree. I think it's a little too big of a swing. But I think the number in Golden State was wrong. So if you swing it too much back the other way, you kind of make up for it a little bit. I mean, this is pretty much where I have it. I have Boston – as about a four, maybe four and a half point favorite at home. And, um, you know, the line in Golden State, I had them closer to like one and two point dogs. So, I mean, yeah, the adjustment looks a little too big, but they did get themselves, I think, closer to right here. But I'm still in the under. Took the under yesterday. We got a half point of CLV so far, and I'll take the under again. It's 212 is fine. I'm going to poke around this afternoon, maybe look for some alts, see if I can find, honestly, like an alt under 200. I mean, there's a chance this game gets really, really ugly if it's played the way Boston wants to and the way they played a lot of games at home. So in general, I just, you know, so this line I had Celtics minus four, maybe four and a half. And then the total, I keep coming up with 209, sometimes 208, honestly, depending on what I tweak there. So like the under quite a bit here. And I think we'll just continue to play this as, as long as they keep hanging numbers this high. But maybe there'll be an adjustment. I hope not. Yeah, it's funny. It's tough to find good alt numbers sometimes. I know some places do let you – Oh, you know, like expand. our sponsor FanDuel does a great job with that. Yeah, they they have a lot. That was a big thing with some of the European books years ago. Like, uh, God, who's the weird weird Italian guy? Our pizza guy, pizzas and four. Oh, Zola? Gre- Greco. Talking Greco? No, Greco. Oh, Greco. Greco. <laughs> like that guy posted one time, blew my mind what he posted for, because he didn't understand what an NFL teaser was. I said, <laughs> well, you can move, you can move the line. He's like. Well, I can just bet whatever line I want. He showed me for the NFL game, and it was like a, a team was minus seven, and he could bet him up to like plus seven and down to like minus 38 or whatever it was. I'm like, well, yeah, the, I don't have that. I, I play teasers because – drive to Iowa for that. Yeah, they price it differently. But um, I'm looking at an under – where do we – the lowest one I have is an under 200.5, only plus 250-ish. That's not enough. Yeah, I'll poke around. I'll tweet some I'd, stuff I'd out. I want a bigger price. It, but... That's, a, that's a, one of those weird heritage ones. They don't give you great prices on the alts, but I'm with you there. I agree. I, uh, I've been kind of talked into the under. Had a little bit of an end game, too. I think uh, going back for more and uh, get into some golf. 
We have a well, two, tournament. theory. two tournaments this week. One is actually being talked about, and it's not this one, but the <laughs> RBC Canadian. And I feel horrible. It's a good tournament. One of the oldest damn tournaments. It's essentially the U.S. Open for Canada. That's why they call it the Canadian Open. Similar to the U.S. Open or any of the majors, they play it at different courses. Um, you know, sometimes they'll play the same course a couple of years in a row. They just don't seem to have rhyme or reason for things. But this is, uh, it's played at St. George's there in Toronto. It hasn't been played there since 2010. So you don't have a good grip on how this course is going to play. Reading some player quotes now before I get too nuts with top 20s and matchup bets. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited because it is one that, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the week, you know, the, the Canadian – rules have been a little stricter so this is an event that has not been played in two years now they skipped the last two revivals of this we haven't seen it in a bit and always excited to see the rbc canadian open so a couple of full tournament head-to-heads that i swung on this morning and i do see this being somebody flirting with like minus 20. like this course is going to play scorable easy-ish golf so I'm seeing a pretty wide distribution of results as far as like the winners being near minus 20 and the cut line still being, you know, six, seven, somewhere, maybe not that, a four or five, something like that. So some of these guys who struggle, there could be a really big spread in, in final scores, especially amongst the ones that get cut. So I'm going to be laying minus one and a half strokes a lot. I do this less. In tournaments, I believe we'll have a very narrow distribution of results where, you know, the, maybe it's not super penal, but it's tough to score. So Svensson, minus one and a half strokes over Sabatini. Sabatini, the old, uh, the other Rory. Not a guy, not a guy I back a ton. Rory the Elder. <laughs> yeah, Rory the Elder. I have, I think I have bet on him once in one matchup here. But Svensson, a younger Canadian who... Has done well a couple times this year. He has a couple nice results. He has a top 10. And uh, playing here at a home course, I just don't have Sabatini ranked very high in basically anything. This is one of those where just needs Fenson to hit his baseline projections. And I think he is that much better than even a, a guy who's won, you know, a, an older an older statesman of the tour. And then Doug Gim with the GH. Same thing, laying one and a half strokes over John Huh and Kim Kim, I'm gonna have to look where I had him overall here. I think I have him fairly high in just like my overall rankings. He was one of those where I was looking at him to possibly play, you know, something like a top 20, top 40. I yeah, think you like him a lot, dude. He pops. He's yeah, he's still in that for me. His form isn't the best right now, but I have his fit being pretty high here and uh also just a good second shot, good greens and regulation guy. So I have him fairly high, and John Hunt, I do not. He's, uh, they're priced similarly, obviously, you see, because of putting him in a matchup. John Hunt's like $7,400 in uh, DraftKings. I don't understand that, considering his irons play, considering what I think matters to this course. So another one I'm going to lay, minus 1.5 strokes. And, uh, yeah. I think that's going to be a kind of a theme for me this week is laying it, selling strokes, which is sounds filthy, I guess. And look at this, Rick Daddy sixty nine four twenty sent a long, long post. 
Bet online is Corey Connors as an odds boost special to 2500. That's a nice price. Odds boost typically, I, do they typically use them to balance out action? I usually see them as the kiss of death, which is, sucks because I have some Corey Connors, but I don't read too much into it. I do think that. Just because golf outrights, usually books would have a really hard trouble time getting themselves in trouble with like, oh my God, if this guy wins the tournament, we're busto this week, this month. Like the over round on this at a recreational book is like 50% in an outright market. So it's- Is it as simple as he's the best Canadian? I That's, yeah, exactly where I was headed. I think it's going to be like, hey, he's going to be popular because he's- the he is the best Canadian, and people who maybe are a little recreational might not be placing a bet otherwise. That click into the odds boost, you know, they look at what are the odds boost. Like Corey Connors is from Canada, maybe I should bet him to the Canadian. I'm gonna play it. I, I think, yeah, I think some of these odd boosts aren't so much trying to draw in money to a bad bet or balance action, it's trying to get someone who may not normally bet into markets like that to make a bet or somebody who does to make an extra bet. The more it's a ten dollar max, yeah. Andy. Yeah. So I mean, the no. risk is nothing. Sure, sure. So yeah, and I know people go into Bet Online and click on the odds boost page every day just to look see if there's anything fun. So let's go, let's go, and uh, like I said, second tournament of the weekend. It is a fifty-four hole no cut shotgun start weirdo event in London. Shotgun. Then, yeah, they're. I was saying this to Dan. I'm like, if they, if even if they've, you know, horribly missed as far as getting involved with people with massive human rights violations, they are crushing it as far as maybe making the viewing experience better because you start watching golf on a Thursday morning and it's like an hour deep and there's like six groups on the course. And this is going to be every, every hole is going to have action immediately. God, just. The, the entire I mean, day. is there some great, there's got to be some great live betting opportunities here, right? Like if there's, say, some better players that start in a tougher stretch of holes and oh, then yeah. you wait for them to kind of get through that, go in, whack them then. I, I wonder, honestly, it would take a ton of time and a ton of attention. I wonder if you could basically just I mean, create a negative you, hold on first round leader bets live if you do it right. If you got to know some of the courses and had the data on which which stretches play really, there are places where it's like, hey, here's a really hard five hole stretch, and or the, these te- technically or typically play tough. I think there's some angles to attack. I like that your brain is always shooting at angle, Alex. That's uh, you're a wild man when it comes to that. Why, why betting? No, I'm 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 yeah, I'm pumped about the shotgun start. Uh, I'm not sure I feel about no cut, but. Because I, I like the shotgun start I, from a competitive standpoint. I just don't. I think it's a bad like, idea. But as a watcher, like, great. Yeah, for, from a viewer standpoint, I like the I like the uh the fact that I did zero research on this course. I don't <laughs> I couldn't even tell you really if it's what part of London it is or what the it name does have 18 is. holes, yes. Yes. I just kind of looked at the golfers, I looked at forum, and I played a couple. I mean, these are small bets. Just again, so I can say I did bet the event. Very small, but Usti being ten to one feels pretty heavy for uh, you know a guy who essentially almost won a bunch of majors. And uh, then Lara Thobble and Becker at thirty-five to one. A couple guys I've been eyeing, and then uh, got some confirmation on Becker from 
our friend the food snob frog he liked him as well so that's all it took to take him from the short list and put him into the bet list so just those three again these are not very big bets i just wanted to say i bet it and boy it'd be nice to it'd be nice to do the old double double outright again do you think we can get a bet on louis to finish second like exactly second i mean that should be a prop i should talk to dave mason I, you know, I think I saw some um, exactus, and I, maybe I got, maybe I'll do that. I'll look for some exactus with Louis in second. Um, yeah, Bovada has that stuff. You know, where yeah, again, like, small limits, but know, fun stuff. The, yeah, I do like those. Those like uh, these three guys to finish in the top three in any order. Like I'm never hitting this, but I might bet it. Oh, all right, got that out of my system. Ready for <laughs> ready for ready for both golf tournaments uh, this weekend, and we will continue not only in Sir Tagenbosch, but a much easier name for everyone to say, spell, and think about Nottingham, the home of uh, the sheriff, I guess. Not to be confused with Rottingham, different places. A fun, a fun soccer team too. So, I like what I see down there. I'm seeing some uh, some. Filthy underdogs covering it, covering it, not just uh, not just with games, but set spreads and stuff. What do you got here today? All sorts of fun. And it will start with Sir Toggin Bosch. I don't know when these matches are going to be played. They haven't <laughs> played a single bit of tennis today. It is pouring rain. They probably won't play today. And so uh, hypothetically, Kalinskaya plays today. Hypothetically, Van Utbank plays tomorrow. I think you have some time. Um, Callan Scott plus 550 and plus five and a half games. Again, hypothetically is going to be playing against Belinda Bencic here whenever um, play gets back underway. Bencic is someone I have an outright ticket on. I, I think there's a chance he just runs through this tournament, but and this number is way too big. This probably shouldn't be higher than 400, honestly, let alone up as high as 550. The game spread at, at five and a half games is actually kind of cheap. I mean, I had it closer to four and a half and, that's before even considering the fact that if we have some rain and, and some schedule nonsense here, Benchich is the kind of player who, who might just look at the situation and go, you know what, um, let's just go to Berlin. Let's get into next week. I don't need to be here possibly hurting myself, possibly playing two matches in a day and things like that for, you know, what is a smaller event than the point she's defending next week. So like the numbers here and then have that little cherry of a possible bailout fade from Benchich, who, I mean, again, if things look tight and she loses that first set, I wonder what, how that'll go. And then we'll take Allison Van Utvank. This is her time of year to shine. She piles on a ton of ranking points during the grass season, is generally very good. Um, usually actually plays in Nottingham, but we're finally back in her home country. So like a little home country edge and should be pretty comfortable here. She plays against Elise Mertens. Um, this match opened at a pick and I thought about betting Van Utvank there. I have her as a favorite in the neighborhood of minus 125, but it continues to slide out. I grabbed some plus 110. I think plus anything is a really solid bet. And then in Nottingham where they're actually playing tennis, Harriet Dart is going to be up, I would say in about 30, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour. She is next up on center court after the Watson-Golubich match, which just wrapped up the first set. We'll see how long that goes. But Harriet Dart going to take a, about a unit and a half and split it up here in the money line, plus one and a half sets, which is plus money, and plus four and a half games, which is plus money. She goes against Camilla Georgie. Georgie, a great player when she plays well on grass, but extremely erratic and someone who on any day, honestly, can beat herself. Dart, really solid numbers on the grass. One of the few players that's gotten to play there quite a bit. 
Um, again, it's just, you know, she's from the United Kingdom. That's one of the few places that has grass courts. It's a real advantage. So like her there, again, just a number that's too big. And Katie Balter um, quickly becoming a grass specialist herself. Again, another player from the United Kingdom with a ton of experience on the surface. Like her in this matchup uh, tomorrow against Alia Talmianovic. Now, Australian players do have grass experience. There's some grass courts there as well. But I have this closer to a pick em, honestly. I was surprised to see Bolter here as a pretty big underdog and honestly was hoping for a futures bet on her just to get a number I quite like. So a couple dogs against Sertagenbosch. If I had to bet, they probably don't get to any of these matches today. But maybe Callum Skaya plays. Van Uyfank will be tomorrow. Dart in about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, and Bolter tomorrow. Gotcha, gotcha. Roger, Roger, underdogs. Not as big as my underdogs. Louis was 10 to 1. You're only betting three of them. Yeah, but he's like ones. second favorite. Does that really count as an underdog? I'm not sure, I'm not sure second he, favorite. I'm not sure if he it's close. I'm trying <laughs> to think where they had I'd have to look at the markets again. Honestly, it was such a such they put those markets up and then just straight up took them down because there were some there were some wrong ones. And I again Brew not being in one of these uh, one of these legal states where you could have just slapped some of that right away because a lot of the uh, a lot of the offshores didn't have that sort of thing right away. But yes, underdog day for us. And yeah, even though even though they're favorites, that's a discussion for another day. Somebody got called out about that in media where he gave out a bet for a dog, underdog of the day, and it was like this minus three hundred favorite in UFC, but he played some random prop of like an exact round finish. And people are like, well, that that's not an underdog. That's an underdog price. <laughs> but so, so I was going to say both of my golf matchups are plus money prices, but they are favored in those matchups. That's why you lay a stroke and a half to cut down a little of the juice as you think the, you know, if they win, they win by a bunch anyway. So. Um, and then do, as always, check out our sponsor, PropSwap. The U.S. Open is next week. going to start to see more and more golf tickets on there. You can get a $500 deposit match if you sign up using our promo code BETSPERTS. Essentially, go find somebody you like for the U.S. Open on there, and you can get them for double the odds. And even if you just use it that one time, that is well worth your trouble if you want to get some outright prices. If you see one on there, you know, go in there, look, if you do see it, then deposit, and then you buy it right away. And then you can get, you know, you can have like a Scotty Scheffler at 20 to 1 or something along those lines. So let's go. Let's go all these bets. Let's go Celtics. But not too many points, guys. And we'll catch you 98-90 Celtics. I'd love that. <laughs> see you guys Friday. <laughs>